Hello. Greetings one and all wherever you are in the universe and welcome to the latest episode of an espresso shot of confidence. The podcast that explores all aspects of confidence, challenges to booze and unhelpful narratives and empowers you to be awesome, loudly and proudly. I'm your host, the master of awesomeness, Ashley Griffiths. And today we'll be talking all about the journey people take from an idea to a thriving business. So go grab a cup of coffee and settle in. So we live in an ultra-connected world, which has seen huge changes in the ways we communicate with each other and do business. In the post-pandemic world, many more people have taken the plunge into solopreneurship, with many more people thinking about making the move into the wonderful world of solo business. However, many, many people hold themselves back because they're not sure about the success, don't know they're not sure about what. Oh, okay. <laughs> but many people hold themselves back because they're not sure about what it means to be successful, don't know where to start, or fear the uncertainty that comes with being in business. So who better to talk to about this than Vadrim Boulay, a business coach, founder, entrepreneur, who is obsessed with all things online business growth, marketing, sales, and operations. Hey, Vads, how's it going? Hi, I'm doing really well. Thank you. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. A lovely sunny day on the Seychelles, I hope. It is. It has been, yes. Nice and warm. Fabulous. I'm not at all envious. Um, <laughs> so could you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So yeah, as you said, my name is Darwin Boulay. I am a founder, entrepreneur. I currently run two businesses. The first I've been running for about six years now, which is my online growth consultancy slash business coaching um, company. And the second is our new baby, my new company, the Seychelles Retreats, which is a retreat hosting and planning company here in the Seychelles. Oh, fabulous. That sounds very lovely. I'd love to be on a tropical island right now. But anyway, let's take a, a trip down memory lane to start with. So your business journey kicked off around 2017, right? When you accepted a position as a VA. So yeah. how was that moment kind of kickstarted everything that was to come next? Oh my gosh. You know, before that moment, I had had no idea what a virtual assistant was. And at that time, I was still studying law in London, and I had actually been running a travel and lifestyle blog as a hobby. And so my dream at that moment was to become a professional blogger. That was the thing that everyone was doing in 2017, yeah. YouTubing, blogging. And so I went on this blogging retreat to learn how to be a professional blogger. And the hostess ended up asking me, saying, you know, hey, I love your content. I love your blog. Would you like to be my virtual assistant and content creator? And I was like, what on earth is a virtual assistant? And so at that point, she introduced me to the concept of, yes, virtual assisting, but freelancing. And while it was a thing back then, it's obviously not, not as much, or rather not as how it exploded during the pandemic. And so it, it changed my life. It introduced me to this whole new world of opportunity that I had not thought of until that point. And yeah, it, it sounds cliche, but it, it changed my life. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Awesome. And, and that's really power, empowering, right? You know, that, that moment. And I think in life, there's those moments you don't even, maybe you don't even see them coming, but they come and it literally flicks a switch. Yeah. Or, or opens your mind to different possibilities. And that's, that's awesome because I know one of the things that kind of that inspired your travel blog and actually around 2017, I was doing the same thing, actually, travel blogging. Um, but one of the things that kind of like powered you forward was like the, your response, you were like a little bit frustrated with the structures of the corporate world, the modern corporate world, these boxes we had to fit into. So you're quite clear on this on your website that you disagreed with it fundamentally so what about these structures was it that you were like uh -uh, not on my watch at the core it was a question of values and principles and i think it was this idea that you know as a young woman going to university and then 
I call it being placed on the treadmill of life. There was all of this expectation about like, okay, go to university and then here's the plan. And, you know, I studied in central London. So the trajectory from year one of being in university was, okay, are you applying for jobs for when you finish? And there was all of these ideas around um, what the corporate world is all about, the, the maximalism. I saw a lot of waste. I saw a lot of values that I didn't necessarily agree with, corruption. And the conversation around was that's how it all, it's always been. And you don't have a choice but to work with people like that in the world. You have to accept. And I refused to accept it. Like it was as simple as that, you know? And I had some trouble at university in, in, um, I, I often had panic attacks and I'm very open about talking about that fear of the future that I had where I was genuinely afraid because I disagreed so much with those systems. And I saw in the online space, this chance to do, to make a difference in however big or small sooner rather than after I'd climbed the corporate ladder. Do you know what I mean? So that was, that was, that's what that statement is all about. That fundamental disagreement. That's what it was about. And it was about seeing that opportunity in the online space, even though most people in my life thought I was crazy. Yeah, I hear you with that. No, that totally resonates. I think for me, I was always just totally baffled. I remember before university being told, well, you've got to go to university. It's like, I do. Because? <laughs> and, I, and I was just uh, amazed by it. And I see to this day people like are thinking, right, I've got to go this way because that's what my family say, what society says. This is the expectation that people have on me because I am, insert object, adjective, academic. I'm not academic. I'm this, I'm that, blah, 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 blah. And, and there's so many shoulds, isn't there, that people put on themselves. Yeah. yeah. And I think that I, for a long time, I, I was a high academic student. I was a high performer, um, very much type A individual wanting to please. And so I've always wanted to do the right thing until, you know, you get that really sharp reality check where you're like, okay, but the right thing supposedly is not actually what I want to do with my life. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So how have you used that kind of like realization? to support your business growth and, and to help support your clients over the years? Well, the first thing I really had to do at the start of my journey was develop a deep sense of trust in myself. Because what happens when you have all of these older figures, established figures telling you that, oh, you know, you're too young, you understand one day, you'll get it. Like, it, it, it takes a deep sense of trust in oneself to say, I hear you and I respect that that is the experience that you have had in this world, in this life, but I disagree and my voice matters and, and what I have to say matters. And so that was a very core thing in myself that I had to really strengthen in order to then build the foundations of my business. And then, as you said, this is something that I, it's the first step that my clients have to work on. It's this trust that the voices are always going to be around you. And a lot of society still doesn't understand and doesn't approve, but you have to trust yourself enough to push through regardless. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's one of the things I talk a lot about with people, part of my journey, part of the, the work that I've done with people over the years is that trust in yourself instead of, I think there's a lot of shoulds, aren't there? look at the solo business to start with this this idea of how you should show up how you should market your business how you, you know on linkedin you should be this way you should be that way i mean says who <laughs> you know and and that that but it, it's a journey isn't it really leaning into that and you said you know like for yourself personally when when you were finding that voice when you were finding like, no, this is the way I'm going to go with it. It caused quite a lot of friction for you. And, and you were like, Ugh. it's, it's, it's not, not necessarily a comfortable journey finding no. that voice, right? It's a lot of the times it's breaking, it's breaking a lot of the foundations of your life, right? Because I mean, I'm not certified in any sort of mindset modality or anything like that, but I did have to invest in a lot 
in terms of mindset and trauma work and therapy before starting my business in order to realize that, you know, there's a lot of subconscious things that we take in, in this world. And sort of finding that voice requires you to get really deep into some of the things that you've always been told, which are the foundations of your life. And it takes cracking through that to get to the other side. So yeah, it is really, really uncomfortable work. But when you're on the other side, and it's like now I think, oh my God, it was so worth it. It feels like it was just yesterday, but it was so worth it. I always start smiling or grinning or even start laughing a little bit when you have those like moments, you're like, ah. Yes. <laughs> Literally the bing. Yeah, yeah. But it it is, it is a journey. And I think one of the problems that I know a lot of people have with that is this whole narrative that, and this is one of the things that have been spun out time and time again on the, on the internet, on social media and everything will be sorted. Magic wand, magic bullet, magic system. And it just isn't like that, is it? No, I, I think that we've fallen into a little bit of a trap during the pandemic because it was easier then to start an online business, right? It was not yeah. an easy time for anyone in any way. But we kind of got into a little bit of a wormhole on the online space of because everyone was home, things happened really fast. We were spending money, we were earning money, everything was going on. And so now we're kind of like, okay, this is what a, a normalcy, a return to normalcy when everyone's back outside, when life is kind of restarting, this is what the online space looks like. And no, it's not overnight success. It's not like that. Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, I totally with you on that whole easy thing. I, I was realizing the other week I was talking to, I've been in business, what, like this is my fifth year. And I realized I had it super easy, super easy, really, in, in terms of the, in terms of how generating business and everything. And then I came across a year where it was anything but. <laughs> easy and, and yeah. but i think it needs to be that way i think you know there's so much lessons that you can learn from going through that adversity finding yourself within that chaos almost i think there's just so many so many lessons that you can learn isn't there absolutely i mean i always say an entrepreneurial journey is a personal journey as well right it, the two are not disconnected and and sort of when you learn that that is how it is, you sort of learn to navigate all these situations differently and in a more confident way. And as you said, that's business is like this. Like there are some years when businesses do bad. That is a fact. <laughs> that is a thing that happens. Right? And it's accepting that, that there is these ebbs and flows, but we're not we're here for something bigger than that. We're here for the journey. We're here because we love being our own bosses, you know, all of that stuff. But, but the rest of it is, is normal. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, a, it's that, just that regular flow, isn't it? The, that it happens. It's like a river. Things change. Yeah. Things and move, it sucks. you know, it, it sucks when it doesn't go well, but you know. Yeah. I think I saw a post you put out. I think it was yesterday you put about that. Um, how, you've over this journey you've had many many ideas you started as a va you've moved into the business coaching you've done the blogging now you're launching the business for the retreats and the seychelles and stuff and you also had loads of things that didn't quite work out loads of ideas that didn't work out and you spoke quite clearly and honestly and openly about that about there will be things that don't work now you have a choice when that happens right so like for some people they will take that per failure personally and question their competence and give up whereas other people see that as an opportunity to learn so from your experience with all of these iterations and these successes and these failures and that you know what advice would you give to people that are like getting started with this so that they can really seize the opportunities that are available from starting and possibly even failing? You know, I think what's always really important is to stay connected to our definition of success and failure, right? What does success mean to me, but also what does failure mean to me? And I think 
in terms of getting started, it's, it's, it's always about, well, what is the best thing that could happen here? The best thing that could happen is you change your life and your business works out and you do awesome things and you take things off your bucket list. But also if you fail, sure, maybe you've lost some money, right? Like that's the biggest thing. You fail, you've invested some money, maybe you lost some money, but then you keep going, you know? And it's also really, really important to me to recognize this idea that getting a part-time job when you're a solopreneur doesn't equal failure, right? Taking a break for a couple months because you just had a baby or whatever's happened doesn't equal failure. So this this recognition that we're all on our individual journeys, success and failure to me means something different to you. And so long as you're able to, going back to trust yourself, stay in your lane, get started and see what happens. Absolutely. Be curious with it. Yes. I've always said that. Yeah. Follow, follow those pulls of curiosity. That is something I have always done saying yes to things because why not? Yeah. I mean, ultimately, what have you got to lose? Like you said, the money thing, it's like, okay, well, you made money before you'll be able to make money again you know, backing yourself, trusting that. And yeah, I think one of the things I talked to quite a few business owners recently about that concept of what does failure actually look like? And they were like, well, you know what? Maybe I'll have to go get a part-time job. And I was like, and what, what, you know, they were like, what doesn't that make me a terrible business owner? I was like, well, does it? How, how does that make you a terrible business owner? Cause you know, there's, there's some things that, we're in we obviously have things that we can control in business in life (laughs) and there are things that we can't and but what we what we do have is this ability to control how we respond to them and you know what you're going to do just sit at home and go well my business has failed so i'm just going to disappear into a hole you know or you could go out and do something about it, you know? So, but I think the fear of failure is a huge one in business, isn't it? I think that it's, it's so triggering for so many people and it holds so many people back. You've answered that a little bit already with where you encourage people to play around and be curious, but is there anything else that you would say to, to anyone who's like going, I'm not going to do it because, well, what if it goes wrong? What if it mm-hmm. fails? What if I lose all my money? What do you say to those people? Well, this is a really tricky question because I think you can give all the advice in the world and some people will still never take that step, right? Um, but I, I truly believe it's not in asking what if I fail, it's in asking what if it does work. And to me in my journey, it's always been, my idea has always been, if it doesn't work, I'll do something else. Like I, I trust in myself and I'm open to seeing where this life takes me, you know, and, and I have my businesses that I run now, but I also do other different things, right? There's that to also recognize. I have things that are not on social media, little projects that I work on, things that I invest in. And, and so if one thing doesn't work, you'll try something else. You have a whole life to do other things. And it's also that idea that like, a lot of people will put you down about it, but that's something yeah. you have to accept and move on from. Some people, yes, they might have nasty things to say about you failing. Oh, I told you so, right? That was a big <laughs> thing for me. I was always afraid that people would say, I told you so, I told you didn't have what it takes. Okay, and right, you cut those people out from your life because they clearly <laughs> don't understand. Um, although I know that's not always possible, but it's, it's your life, right? It's your life to, to follow and to, you will always have the chance to try something else, to do something else and yeah, to try again, essentially. Absolutely. There's a lot of black and white narratives out there, isn't there? I don't know if this is just a hangover from the traditional roles of employment and the traditional social roles that, that we carried from like 100 odd years ago even 50 years ago and maybe even less some countries still like yeah. where you've got one career one job you fulfill certain roles in that and if you don't well then you're a, what use are you sort of thing I, I think that's probably somewhere still in there floating around 
Yeah, I think I think even in me sometimes I'll admit that that those thoughts sometimes come up. Right? I often think about the fact that I could have been a lawyer, and some people will still tell me, "Oh, at least you have the backup plan." Right? I'm like, no, it's not a backup plan. It's just a degree that's now sitting in my on my shelf. Right? Um, but yeah, it, it is deeply ingrained in a lot of us. And you've also gotten one of the things I think that I've been thinking around a lot recently is that it's not just the the fear of failure as well it's the fear of success that that comes up with people it's like you know i've heard people say well i don't want to be like them i don't want to be you know know, when i've got all that money and i've got all of this success and i've got all that you know i don't want to be like that or and this is prime breeding ground for the, the imposter syndrome here you know even if i do get that successful i'll lose it all anyway won't i because mm. I don't belong there, you know. So I'm guessing imposter syndrome probably comes up a bit in the work that you've done with your coaching clients over the years. So what, what's typically would you, you know, what sort of typical advice? And I know it's very personal, like you said, but you know, when imposter syndrome shows up, I mean, how, what are some of the things you can do to counter that? It's important to recognize, and I think for me, it's always. Um, thinking about something that has happened in the past to reflect on how you dealt with that experience of growth and then to consider how you might deal with an experience of growth in the future. Because let's take the example of a client who comes to me and they've just left their nine to five and let's say they want to make six figures in their business because that would be cool for them because, you know, they'd like to provide more for their family. Like that's the first part is that acceptance of it's okay to want to be like Mm -hmm. them. It's okay to want those things. It doesn't make you egotistical. It doesn't make you anything. But then you have to think, okay, I have no idea what it might feel like to get there. I don't know what it's going to look like, what the how. And so, yeah, you don't. But remember that time where there was something really uncomfortable that you did, that you had no idea what it would look like on the other side and you tried and how good did it feel that you tried and you got there and you succeeded? That's the only way of looking at it because you, we cannot predict the future. And so you think about these experiences that you've gone through and some people maybe have never gone through that, an experience like that, right? They've never put themselves out of their comfort zone. But in that case, it's a question of, well, how badly do you want a change? You know, how badly do you want out of this? And I completely hear you. I often hear this, this, this struggle of like, I'm worried of leaving a certain set of clients behind, or I'm worried of leaving a certain group of people behind if I get too big, right? Or if something happens, that's also okay, right? People grow, people evolve. It doesn't mean that you don't want to help people if you increase your prices and somebody suddenly cannot afford you, right? That's, it's okay. It's part of this journey. And it's that first piece of accepting. It's okay for you to grow. You're allowed to want to grow. Here's how you're going to do it. And that's my job. Like, here's the steps, right? Are you ready for the journey? Because in, in, in elevating yourself, you also provide a stage and a platform and inspiration for others to also elevate themselves. Yep, absolutely. It's that ripple effect, isn't it? Yeah, took the words right yep. out of my mouth. <laughs> you know, I, I often refer to it as snowballing. I like, I like to just like, you know, that impact that you have around the people, be that your clients and then the, in, the, in effect that the impact that has on the people around them and around them and around them and around them yeah. is just so powerful. But, you know, you see narratives like, well, are people going to think I'm greedy, mm. you know, for charging those prices? Well, maybe some people might, but really are the people that you're going to want to work with going to think like that if you're going to bring them transformation? I doubt that very much. <laughs> so, yeah. but it's that mindset, isn't it? I think depending on what you bring in, and I just want to reflect a little bit on that. On that, ready. Um, so you mentioned there, you know, like, are you ready to take this? Are you ready? And I have no doubt that you've encountered this a lot over the journey. You've taken some of your clients through, or not, as the case may be, when they've said, "Well, yeah, I'll do it when I'm ready." Mm-hmm. I'll do it when, when, when I can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll do it next week when I've done this and this happens and this happens and this happens and this happens. And then, you know, I'll do it tomorrow. And then they don't. What is it that you think kind of like drives that? 
it's that fear of the unknown. It combined with everything that we've talked about. It's that fear of, right, I'm going to start doing this and all these little things are going to start to change in my life. And that is a terrifying thought, right? But I, I don't, I never try to convince my clients that they're ready. That's not something I do because if any external force tries to push that readiness, it's not going to work. And in my experience, it takes, it takes a very big event in someone's life to propel that readiness. Right. I, I have people call, call them leads, right. That I've spoken to years ago who said they would be ready at some point, but they never were. Right. And, and, and let's, let's, let's put say it as it is. Sometimes the idea you have, you just don't want it that badly. So you let it go and that's fine as well. Right. That's okay. But this readiness must come from within. And you, like you said, it's that light bulb. One day you just wake up and you say, gosh, things are just, I can't go on like this anymore. I'm ready now. Yeah. And no convincing, no, you know, sales conversation script is going to ever tell anyone that they're more ready than they, than they can tell themselves. Oh, absolutely that. I think that is one of the things that over the years I've had a few sales calls um, that I've been on as a, that where people have said, what do you mean? You don't want it enough. What's wrong with you? You said you want this change, but you're not willing to do anything about it, which, okay, fair enough. That, that is a legitimate point. But the, that bit where they, they start rubbing the salt in the wound. So you don't want it enough. You don't want it enough. What's wrong with you? You give me 20 grand and I'll make all your dreams come true or whatever it is. It's like, uh, no. Um, because ultimately there is something that, that stops them. And there's a clear distinction as well, because a lot of people, when they're having these conversations, maybe they do feel ready, but I think a lot of people sometimes get confused about like how they're feeling at that moment. Like say those ones that are ready, but they're having this conversation with you or me or whoever they're having a conversation with. And they're like, Oh Jesus feels so big. It feels like, Oh my God. Like, uh, but there's a clear distinction, isn't there, between actually like dancing outside your comfort zone and not being ready. Yeah, yeah. And and I think this is a huge part of our jobs, not just as a coach, but as service providers and facilitators to create a space where our clients can feel safe in mm. expressing that not ready, but oh my God, I really want to try. Right. I've, I have yeah. clients who come to me and who get on calls and we have really deep emotional conversations and you know, I, our job is to listen, right? The job of sales is to listen, to offer a solution, and then to allow them the space to get out all the things, you know, I, I, I am so scared to go through this. Like, I don't know, I I'm worried, but I trust you. And I, I, I am so honored that I have these conversations with my clients mm-hmm. where they say, you know, I trust you. All right, let's do it. Right. And yes, it's terrifying, but it's that, sigh out of like all right let's do it that's that's just it's the moment where everything changes because you're backing yourself absolutely you yes you're, you're it's a big hell yeah to yourself in that moment yeah i know like we've both been on both sides of those calls yeah <laughs> yeah know? yeah it's brilliant to see it when you when when that client has that moment when they're going you know what let's do this and it's also brilliant, I think, when that light bulb goes and you know what, that's an excuse, that's an excuse, let's just do this. Yeah. And see what's possible. Yeah. Love that, love that. And I think one of the things that, and I'm just going to kind of quote you now, because I, I was I, in preparing for for this call, I spent a little, some quality time on your website yesterday. <laughs> So I love this particular line. It's time to give yourself permission and claim your most unafraid, unashamed, expansive self where you walk into the room and people take notice. That's that's bloody empowering. So when did you when did you first feel this way and what happened for you as a result of that? Mm hmm. There have been lots of different moments along the way. Um, but for me, it really is 
in those smaller moments. I know that's, that's cliche, right? But it's, it's always in the little moments where somebody comes to you and says, hey, you know, there was this podcast you were on or this speaking thing you did, or I, I bought this course from you or this masterclass. And you know what? You just, you, you showed up so well and the things that you said inspired me and I've gone off and done all these things. Like it's in those moments where you, where I recognize how far I've come and like I mentioned earlier, it's taken a lot of a lot of personal development work, which again is so connected to the business work, but we sometimes forget or put aside. It's taken a lot of that work for me to now hold my shoulders high and sort of sort of be able to say that, yeah, I know what I'm talking about, right? My I have some things to say and to enter a room and say, you know, let me pull out this chair. I'm sitting at this table, here are my thoughts. And it's also this coming back to this imposter syndrome idea, of course, it's normal to feel nerves, right? And there's a little bit of a healthy anxiety, but there's an acceptance that there are people who know more than you, right? There are people who have been doing this longer than you. You're not always going to be right. The things you say are going to spark, spark debate. Not everyone's going to agree with you. And that's also okay. You can still show up confidently with the knowledge that there are people who have been doing this longer, who know more than you, um, but that you do have something to say. And, you know, it's sometimes it's, it's when the bigger things happen, like you start getting invited to things and a bit more recognition that you say, oh, okay, maybe I am showing up in a way that people resonate with. But, um, but seeing those little moments of impact is when you think, all right, there's the ripple effect is working here. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And, that, and, 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 and then you kind of greet that moment with a smile. I know I do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. People are paying attention. Yes. <laughs> sort of fair. I think it's, it, it's a big thing. And I just want to reflect a little bit upon on what you said there, knowing that you may or may not be the kind of most informed or the smartest or whatever word you want to use that person in the room. But I think there's also a great deal of confidence and courage involved in acknowledging that, accepting that, and seeing what is possible as a result of that, instead mm. of it becoming a Twitter feed, for example, of like, I can shout louder than you, sort yeah. of thing. I've got more facts than you, or, or some academic debate that I had the misfortune of listening to a few times over the years. Like, it's like, come on, you could say bigger words than that person can. Congratulations. Brilliant. So inspiring. Um, it's like, because I think, you know, certainly when I was a teacher, and this, this was one of the things that I know I used to get a lot of feedback from, from, from students. You know, I'd always say to them when I met them to start with, I said, we're all teachers and we're all students in this room. You know, there's things that I know that you don't right now. And I guarantee you, each and every single one of you in this room know something I don't. So bring that. Open it up. If you think I'm wrong, challenge me. Mm. But remember, please back it up with facts and stuff. Just go, no, you're wrong. No, <laughs> that, okay, because... What's the alternative? What's the other idea? And I think there's so much room for growth in those moments for everyone mm. if they're open to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I resonate and love that so, so, so much. Yeah, it's beautifying. Again, they, because you think that that invitation when you were saying like when the coaching relationship and everything as well, the one thing I was thinking about was the, and I know certainly when I first started this, when I first came across coaches, I was like, the coach knows everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You tend to almost put them on a bit of a pedestal in, in, in a sense. Yeah. And I've seen that a lot with people's content as well and, and how mm. people react to that. So I think that's one of the things, and, and this might be an important thing to reflect upon, this, this notion how people show up in the online space when they start promoting their businesses. So this whole well i'm the expert in the room i've got to know everything i'm making 10 mm. 20 grand a month even if they're not you know this is what we've got to be doing i've got to be this i've got to be all put together everything's perfect i never have any problems in my business which couldn't be further from the truth i think we all have that our, our issues at times on a personal or professional level right yeah everyone's trying to out expert the next person Right. And it's, it's become this competition. I, even sort of 
out to unique each other? How can I be more unique than the next person? How can I be the best? We cannot all be the best. <laughs> we can all be very, very, very good and take up space. And, and, and I believe that there's more than enough to go around for everyone, right? And so we, we, we do need to tap more into transparency. I, I, do, I do think we need to tap more into um, integrity in business, having a little more of those open conversations. But there's a, there's a balance as well, right? We don't have to air all our dirty laundry online, right? There's a lot of things that, about my life that I don't post online. And that's fine, right? It's about having that, that boundary. But um, yeah, there is a lot that we don't see online of what, of what the reality is. Yeah, sure. And I like, I think there's a lot of shoulds as well mm -hmm. regarding that. A lot of expectations either that you bring on a personal level to that or are externally imposed upon that. So in terms of like when you're working with your clients and all of that and they they come to you and go, you know, like I should be showing up in this way, I should be showing up in that way or, you know, for anyone who's out there, maybe they're just on, on in the start of this journey, this business journey, and they're thinking, okay, I'm going to start promoting my business. I'm going to start showing up on LinkedIn or whatever social media channel it is that they're going to choose. Or maybe not. Maybe they'll just be doing it offline. Who knows? But what advice would you give to someone who's just starting out and they've got all this advice around them about you've got to show up, you've got to be all put together, you've got to be talking about these success metrics, this, that, and the other overwhelming <laughs> so what would you say to someone like right now that's getting getting started what advice would you have for them well i believe that we all need to embrace being a constant student right like as you said earlier on like constantly learning new things is is valuable to all of us at any stage but i would turn those shoulds into coulds right so if a tells you you should be doing this I interpret that as you could do this because that's worked for me. If B says you should do this, you could do that because that's also something else that works. So a lot of my clients come to me and they're like, okay, coach X told me I need to be doing this. Something that I'll never say is I will never invalidate somebody else's fact, right? Because that worked for that person. So my response is always, yeah, you could do that. That's an option. But why hasn't it worked for you, right? Lifestyle, preference, um, didn't work, goals, um, personality, men, you know, not a tech person, whatever that looks like. Okay, cool. Here's the alternative. And that's the key. It's like, there's always an alternative. And this is what I find quite sad about people who, um, put it this way, give up too soon, they don't allow themselves the chance to look for the alternatives. And there's this belief that this is how it's done. Exactly as you say, you need to do this or you need to do that. This doesn't work. That doesn't work. I don't believe in any of it. I think there's options galore and there is no one size fits all. Awesome. I love that. And I think, again, that needs to be said more. I believe in it so much. So I got a tattoo to just remind myself about this there's always a solution there is always an option there's always a choice and life is constantly in flow um yeah. so i love that and i think just i just want to come back to you, you referring to that constant student because you're you're again i think it was probably a couple of days ago now with with that post where you were talking about well i did this and then i did that and then i did that and i did that so you started like obviously as a va and then you moved into the the business coaching so what, what inspired that change? So a lot of the work that I did as a virtual assistant wasn't always technically just virtual assisting. In my first few months, few years, I kind of did a variety of different things. So I did, I called myself a VA, but I did content creation. I did Pinterest. I did blogging. I did, um, uh, you know, website design. And then I slowly got into, um, I call it business growth strategizing. And what that, what that means in, in, my, in my world is what does it take to grow a business? And I began to work with clients. I was working a lot in teams with clients, working on offer development and messaging and ideal clients sort of honing in on that, systems, tech, processes. I started to fall, to fall in love with all of those things. And then for me, my journey into coaching was the typical accidental. Hey, can you teach me how to do this thing? Sure. Here's a, a small one-to-one -one coaching package. All right. Awesome. I love teaching. I'm really good at 
holding space for people, for help creating guidelines for people, creating a space where people can feel supported. I, I, I know that I'm really good at that. And so that kind of took me down the coaching and I made sure that I got um, coaches to teach me how to be a good coach, you know, training to, um, to support me, best hold other people, space for other people. And so that's, that's kind of how that evolved. But to go back to the idea of the constant student, it's like I've always put myself in places where I'm the smallest fish in the sea. I've always done that. Like I have invested some crazy amounts of money to sit in a room where I was like the tiniest person there making the least amount of money. And that has been one of the most incredible things because, you know, there's a lot of free information online, but sometimes you got to pay to be in the rooms, right? That's, that's how it is. And once you realize that that investment is one of the most incredible things you can do for yourself, because it just, it accelerates things a little bit, right? I'll just pay, get in the room, sit here and listen. Gosh, that's been one of the most amazing things. It's a different energy, isn't it? I think yeah. that being around people that have been there and have done it, um, you know, I know for me, in, in even on certain certain networking groups I've been to over the years, you know, I was like, I barely started, and I was with these people that were making six, seven figures, and I felt so out of my depth to start with. Oh, so what you do, Ash? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> barely, like. They're talking to me sort of thing. Yeah. But then I realized it was a networking event the other day and I was looking around and there was kind of solicitors, lawyers, uh, big sales execs in the room. And I was just really looking at the people, not the labels, not the titles. And I was listening to what they had to say and the fact that they were listening to me. And mm. I was like, ah, uh, because I think, a lot of the time as well, you know, a lot of people aren't going to have the courage to do what you did mm. with that for that reason, because maybe you, you see it in the freelance space. I know you work with a lot of freelancers over the years. The fact that they were like, I am a free, I am a just a freelancer. They would not own the fact that they run a business. Yeah. For whatever reason. And as a result of that, that, kind of holds people back from really stepping into the power that they bring to the table. Yeah. Yeah. That, that has been a big thing that I've encountered. And it's this, I, it's, it's similar to what you were saying earlier on about a business owner means that you're something different than what being a freelancer means. Right. And there's, as you said, it's exactly all of these labels and, and all of these things versus stepping into the role of a business owner as opposed to a freelancer is one of the first steps to kind of the rest of your chapter in terms of um yeah growing your business creating a sustainable business model like once you call once you start calling yourself a business you can start treating what you're doing as a business right um but to kind of go to what you were saying like yeah you realize that we're all just people and 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 to go on something you said earlier on, like this idea of if I make more money, people will make more money or whatever. I believe that money amplifies, right? So money amplifies what you already are. So if you're a good person having more money, you'll do more good. If you're a not so good person having more money, you'll do some questionable things with your money. But yeah. those people who are who have grown their businesses, who are in those rooms, a lot of them are very good people and they are yeah. willing and ready to share and have conversations. And it's Huge. that realization that realization that we're all people and we're all, we can all have conversations together. That's a really big thing in terms of like confidence and putting yourself in that, in those spaces. Oh, huge. Huge. And I totally with you on that one. I think that that moment when I realized like for me on my journey, you know, when I, I, I said, no, I run a business. And then I was talking to people and actually like, they're really, you know, it, it wasn't anything they were doing. It was all on me. Yeah. My perception of it. And I think that's one of the things we, it's important to really realize on any journey. It's like, this is what you're projecting out into the world. This is kind of like real a reflection of your energy and your beliefs and your perceptions where you're at right now. And also the fact that that can change. Yeah. Again, it's that black and white narrative of, uh, well, business isn't good right now, so I'll just give up. 
Well, you yeah. could change that. You could do something about that. It's possible. Yeah. I think it's very empowering, right? So talking about the whole constant student sort of thing, again, I love that phrase, the constant student. It's fabulous. I may, I may borrow it. I, you're just about to launch a new venture. Yeah, yeah. you're doing the Seychelles Retreat. So yeah. any, yeah, could you give us any spoilers about that? I absolutely can because we're very close <laughs> to launch date right now. So I can, I can spill the tea here. Um, yeah, the Seychelles Retreats is something that I've been working on for over a year now, but during the pandemic wasn't the right timing. And this is, it goes back to what we're saying about readiness, right? Sometimes readiness is simply external factors not tying along, right? There's also that aspect of readiness. The world wasn't ready for it, literally. And so earlier this year, um, I decided that, right, it was time. I was getting the signs from the universe, conversations, all those things. And we decided to go ahead and launch. So the company has two missions, essentially. I will be hosting my own business mastermind and personal development retreats here in the Seychelles. Um, I can tell you now that the retreats are, uh, are called the Island of Influence Seychelles Business Retreats. They're for founders, entrepreneurs, impact makers, exactly what you said earlier on about putting people in a room where everybody is a student and a teacher. This is the vision for these retreats. We, you know, everybody comes to, I'm very fortunate to live in this island paradise and I'm excited to share it with people. So the idea is everybody comes to the Seychelles. We, we're going to keep the groups really small and intimate, no more than 12 participants. And while there's an itinerary of adventures, you know, ocean, land adventures, culinary, cultural activities, it's also going to all be around these, um, these business and personal development workshops. And we're creating a hub where collaboration and innovation unite, essentially. And so that's the first thing we're doing. And then I'm also starting an agency. And this agency is for other uh, brands, companies, facilitators who would like to plan their own retreats here in Seychelles. So we're going to be doing retreat organizing and execution. So everything from um, accommodation sourcing, itinerary design to on-site execution. So I look forward to partnering with people to design all sorts of retreats, you know, wellness retreats, authors retreats, art retreats, um, you know, nutrition retreats, other business retreats. I look forward to bringing everyone to the Seychelles and creating really just timeless, bucket list, unforgettable experiences. I love that. And I, I just love how you came alive when you were talking you. about that. Just your, your energy. I mean, your energy is fantastic anyway, but it went to a whole different level. You, you, you couldn't stop grinning to yourself, which I think is fabulous. I think that's also a really important point to reflect upon for, for the listeners. You know, that passion, it's such a powerful, it's such a powerful driver, isn't it? Of getting things happening. Yeah. I won't even lie. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's been the most, the most fun experience because I'm starting a second business now doing all the things I've coached my clients to do all these years, right? I started my business many years ago now, but I've been helping people start businesses. And now I get to take everything that I've learned and do it for myself again. And, you know, some ideas have been I've had little things along the way, haven't gone as I've planned, have failed, have all these things even now, right? But it's just so exciting. So thank you for that. Oh, fabulous. Fabulous. And it does. I mean, like, I, I kind of, not, not in the space that you've worked in, but I, I worked in the kind of hospitality area. So certain elements of that will be coming into your business. And yeah, things, things move, things change very yeah, swiftly. And, and and exactly that, like I'm learning a whole new industry as well, like the travel industry, the luxury travel industry, that's, um, th that is new for me. And so that I'm leaning into being a student in that. And it's proving to be really exciting doing a couple of certifications and things on that side to make sure we offer a good service there for the client. So it's lots Fabulous. of fun. Oh, amazing. Amazing, 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 amazing. Oh, yeah, I'm sold. Right. Where do I sign up? <laughs> okay. <laughs> brilliant oh man that just sounds fantastic fair play fair play Thank awesome you. awesome so when, when are you launching august 1st so by august 1st everything will be up official on the website dates for 2024 retreats will be live then as well um alongside the information on our agency's planning services 
Oh, fabulous. And and all of that, by the time uh, by the time you're listening to this, wherever you are in the universe, that means it's live. So please follow the links in the description to go and have a look around. So awesome, awesome, awesome. We're just coming to the end of our time together. So if anybody wants to get in touch with you for support with coaching or to learn more about the retreats in Seychelles, how can they get in touch with you? The best place to get in touch with me is on LinkedIn. So um, there are very few people with my name. I think I'm the only account with my name <laughs> on LinkedIn. I've done a little search, so you'll find me there. I'm also on Facebook and I welcome anyone to reach out to me there as well. And for business coaching, you know, you can check out my website. At the moment, I'm doing more one-to-one coaching and I do have my flagship mastermind for beginner freelancers that I've been running for the past three years. My one-to-one coaching is for more advanced uh, business owners. So I'm always open to a DM or an email or having a conversation. Fabulous, fabulous. And again, all the links to Vads' website, LinkedIn profile will be in the description below wherever you're watching or seeing or listening this fabulous podcast. So before we ride off into the sunset, and I wish I was riding off to a Seychelles sunset, sunset right now. There's nothing quite like sunsets in the tropics, is there? No, it's something else. I have it's to say. truly, truly not. It's truly not. I've, I've yet to see a sunset that rivals the tropics yet. And I've seen a few. So for our awesome listeners, what is your espresso shot of confidence? My espresso shot of confidence is a statement that I shared with one of my clients last week. And I think it ties really well with everything we've been talking about today. And it's it's just this statement that no matter what you've been through, you deserve the chance to try again. Like, that's my statement. I don't know you personally listening or watching this right now, but you deserve the chance to try again. And it's as simple as that. I'm going to leave you with that. That's beautiful. I love that. And thank you for that 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 final thought. And thank you so much for, for sharing your thoughts, your expertise and your and your amazing smile as you've been sharing your, your passion for your project. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This has, been, this has been a lot of fun. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. And a big, huge thank you to you, our listeners, wherever you're listening to this and your watchers on YouTube. Thank you very much for stopping by today. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you're liking or watching this. And all that is left to say, as always, is don't forget to be awesome.